1: Hello and welcome to episode 33 of It's Black and White, the Derby Telegraph's Derby County podcast. And after what feels like an age, we are back. Uh, we've decided to put our differences aside for about 45 minutes, and I'm joined by Steve Nicholson and Chris Watson. Chaps, it's, uh, it's good to be back. Hello.
2: Hello, <laughs> yeah. It is good to be back, yeah. Steve's no, finally there was a brief signed his new contract.
1: Yeah, finally new finally new contract. contract. you've
0: decided to come back from the long haul, eh?
1: I haven't had a holiday. You've decided to come back from sorting out your Christmas lights and uh, Christmas, Christmas lights,
0: are up, yeah, yeah. So came back to the uh, Christmas sweets. Yep. Yeah. Uh, those that were left for me.
1: Chris, the hero that he is, Chris bought hero, a, a tub yes. of heroes. Uh, is, tub that, th- is that proper
2: placement?
0: Uh, yeah. yeah. I think. Other, other chocolates, chocolates are available. Are, uh, yeah. Vocals, These yeah. are Cadbury's heroes. Yeah. Uh, which are very very nice. Yeah. Uh, although there were very few left by the time I came into
1: there. We can't all take three days off in a week like you, Steve. So uh.
2: <laughs> That wasn't an advert, by the way, was it?
1: No, no, yeah. no, no, no. that was just general <laughs> nonsense chat because we've sort of lost our way about what we do at the start of a podcast now it's been that long. Um, OK, well, well, let's just sort of have a, a brief look back uh, at the season so far then. So, Derby County, fourth after 21 games. I mean, if somebody would have offered you that at the start of the season, you'd have taken it, wouldn't
0: you? Uh, yes, I mean... We we have to remember that uh, the amount of change that took place at Derby uh, from the end of last season, uh, Gary Rowett leaving, new manager in front Lampard, uh, new players coming in, nine new signings, uh, it kind of reshaped the team and the squad. Uh, this thing about lowering the average age which I think has been massively important, uh, it's I think uh, against... Uh, uh, Sheffield Wednesday recently, the, the average age was just under twenty six, and it had been touching thirty at mm. the end of last season. That's a that was a big part of Frank Lampard's plan. I think that's worked,
1: and that's still with players like Scott Carson and Tom Huddleston. Yeah, no yeah. You, to them, you've got to have that kind of balance. There, but yeah.
0: uh, I think the energy of the side is showing and the pace in the side highlights what needed to be done, and also for us, of course, this is kind of implementing a new way. A new style of playing, you know, because it is a different derby. Are playing a different way uh, to they did under Gary route. Uh, So all these things had to fall into place, and and to be where they are at this stage, I think means they're falling
2: into place pretty quickly. Because mm-hmm. I think I think when the manager was appointed, that it was a bit of a step into the unknown. It was his first job in management. I think um, the expectations kind of lowered a little bit, really, because. Um, you know, there was talk of how you know how what kind of budget was he going to have to work with. Obviously, they had to sort of move players mm. out as well, so um, no one quite knew. You know how how quickly things were going to settle, and um, whether they were going to be able to to mount a, a promotion challenge. And I think the fact that they're fourth yeah. is obviously good, and what's also good is is they're in you know they're in touching distance mm. of the top two as well at this stage. So I mean, it, you know, if 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 there was a like Wolves for example last year. Um, Without looking at what the league table was at this stage, but as we know they you know mm. that they sort of w- were clear front runners uh, in the end. So, but at the moment it's looking like it's kind of it, it's really up for grabs. So I think I think they're well placed. Yeah.
0: I think the the, the unknown bit, as I say, that was the exciting bit about mm. Frank Lampard coming in because no one actually knew how he would take to it. They didn't know what kind of signings he would make, what kind of team his would be. But what I sense from him very. Early, in fact, from from the first moment I met him, uh, ahead of the, the the press conference when he was unveiled as manager, we spent half an hour uh, t- together doing an interview. I noticed straight away that there was a real determination mm. to be a success, and and even though there's a lot of things that had to fall into place to take Derby to where they are at this present time, I also sensed this thing about he he wants to be there. You know, make no mistake, he's ambitious, and. As he always says, you know, the fourth in the table, but he always wants more. And that's what's driving Derby on at the moment, this work ethic, this thing about we want more. OK, we've won that game, but we want more, we want to be better. And, mm. and I sense that from very, very early on. So in some ways, when you balance that against the kind of uncertainty of whether it, it, things would work or not, and put the two together, were they on the table at the moment, I think getting to know Frank Lampard and, and, and how he works and, and, and this ambition within him to be a success that's maybe not a
1: surprise. Mm. Well while we're on the the subject of Frank Lampard obviously as we've said it, it was his first job in in management I mean take away the, the, the sort of Derby County aspect of the table how, how do you think that he's done how do you think that he's dealing with with becoming a, a football manager? Well he's, he's had one or two moments but that's that's natural in
0: management there's a lot of pressure you there's a lot of pressure you know, pressure that makes you wander from your technical area. You know, twenty yards down the touchline. You, you do that at your desk. I do don't that you? at my desk all the time. <laughs> you know, fortunately, I don't get shown the yellow card or a red card or whatever. Uh, but but those moments are going to happen. You know, he, he's a winner. Mm. You know, virtually all of his career, he's been a winner. And when when that's ingrained in you, that he, it's hard to get rid of that. You know, and uh, but I, I think he's handled it virtually all of it really, really well. I do. Uh, it's not easy fielding questions that he has to field, especially after defeats. You know, because again, you can sense in his some of his interviews after yeah. defeats how much it's hurting. Uh, and and often as a player, you can duck out the way of that interview mm-hmm. if you want, and it might not be you up for an interview. But as a manager, he has to front up after every game and and I say that that that's not easy. Uh, and then talking about January transfer windows and what targets he's got and who could be moving out and. Why is George Thor not in the team? Why is Butterfield not? And where's Anu? And all this type of stuff, uh, he has to deal with all that, and and it takes getting used to. it. But I think I think in general, I think
2: he's handled it really well. Chris, you've been impressed with uh, with what you've seen of him. Yeah, I think you know what what Steve said really, and I think I think the fans have taken to yeah. it as well because I think they they can see that how much it means to him. And yeah. so if he, you know, if he is, um, you know, if he's a bit short in a post-match interview or something, they. They see that almost as a good thing because they'll say, "Well, you know, you can see how much it means to him that he wants to win the game." And, but, but I mean, he, he's you know he answers all he answers all the questions fully, doesn't he? He doesn't sort of um, um, shy away from anything. Um, and I uh, say, he seems to you know seems seems to have built a, a good rapport with the fans. Mm. And I think they've been good to him as well in terms of giving a bit of leeway in that they're not going to win every game I mean sure his first home game they lost 4-1 um, mm. to Leeds yeah. I mean that's yeah. not that's not a good result but they've shown time and again that they've mm. managed they're able to kind of come back from that and so there will be kind of bumps in the road but they're also managing to
1: win games as mm. well which is good. It's interesting that you say about the fans because I think at this stage last season they were maybe one point better off than they are now yeah. and yet around the club at the minute there seems to be a a much better sort of feel good factor, it's if you like f- There is and a technically feel, they're worse off,
2: and I and I think it, You know, you can look at the stats and how many points mm. and stuff, but a lot of that just comes from watching the games of and, course, how, of course, and, and how and how yeah, they yeah. play, and and the fans have really bought into the style of play um, that, that he's employed, and, and the I players think, have as well. Abs- well, absolutely. Well, they have they have to, don't mm. they? But and I think, you know, and it's, you know we're not getting carried away it's not it's not manchester city or whatever but we've seen some we've seen some very good performances um and we've seen some very good spells during games obviously the key is to try and get those you know get that on a consistent basis for 90 minutes but i think people can see what's there the, the potential that's there and the fact that they can you know there's still more to come um i think you know going forward attacking wise there have Been some exciting mm. moments, and it's getting that balance between attack and defence. And we were talking obviously a lot about no clean sheets until they, um, in how many games was it? 15 15, 15 games, yeah. first clean sheet in 15 games at Wigan last weekend. Um, but it's about finding that balance, mm. isn't it? And I know Frank Lampard said, you know, he's not too. Bothered about clean sheets if, as long as they win the game. But obviously, I am in, in a game that's well. No, but but I mean at Wigan it was one nil, so obviously the clean sheet was in vital. a game like yeah, that. The clean course. sheet is vital because if you don't keep a clean sheet, you don't win the and
1: game. That's the other thing. They haven't been, you know, shipping bucket loads of goals. It's no. you know they beat Birmingham three one, they beat Swansea you know, two one. it's tending sort of one, to be one, yeah. I know there have been some exceptions. Yeah. Villa at home, Leeds at home,
0: as you yeah, said. Right. But, but, but the bottom line will be at the end of the season that probably the two sides with the best defensive records will will go up. Because mm. that's just how football is and, and teams that win things have really good defensive records. Derby's isn't bad, no. by any means. Uh, but one or two more clean sheets sprinkled in along the way would be really nice. Uh, I think the thing about the fans' understanding, I think this thing about the being a younger side helps. Mm. Because fans have more understanding with younger players because they can see potential, they can sure. see the energy. The, the, there's no baggage with these players. And I think last season, I think that's what... Got in the way a little bit because it was a very experienced side, mm-hmm. and suddenly fans say, oh, "Come on, you are experienced players, you should be performing better than this. Yeah, yeah. You should be able to handle the pressure better than this." With this group, it's a bit—you know—they've seen Harry Wilson deliver moments of magic and Mason mm-hmm. Mount, and there'll be games when they—they they don't do that because that's na- that's natural for young players, and that's why if you look at the season, you get the kind of slowish start, then they picked up, then they hit a bad spell, then they had a good spell again. That will happen, Mm -hmm. you know, because the team's younger. But I think with fans, I think they tend to give younger players or younger teams more leeway because they can see what they're trying to do and they can see a plan. Too often with Derby in in recent years, there doesn't seem to have been a plan as far as building and building and building. It Mm. seems to be, got to do it now, got to do it this season, got to do it next week, you know what I mean? And if not, manager changes or the team changes or whatever. With this one, I think the fans are saying, well it'd be great if we can do it this season, and mm. we're in with a shout at the moment, but if it doesn't happen, we
1: can see what Frank Lampard's trying yeah, to do, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think that's brought the understanding as well. Absolutely. Right then, let's move on to the weekend game, well, not actually the weekend game, which is uh, the first The first. Can we have a rant point? about that first? <laughs> well, I'll, I will let you take it away in, uh, in just a short second. Um, obviously, Derby County against Nottingham Forest, first East Midlands derby of the season Frank Lampard's first taste of an East Midlands derby many Derby County players first taste of an East Midlands derby Um, but as I say first of all it has been moved to the Monday night for television coverage Steve?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well I mean again I've said it many times it's a nonsense isn't it it's an absolute nonsense shouldn't be playing this fixture on a Monday night Mm. You've got Saturday lunchtime. You've got Saturday afternoon. You've got Sunday lunchtime, which we've had last season. Last season. You know you've got three goes there. Why mm. can't you fit it into one of those? Why have we got to go to Monday night? Uh, not for me. Again, nonsense. But unfortunately, fixtures get moved about as we've seen with the recent FA Cup draw. Fortunately, Derby's against Southampton is on a Saturday, but so many have yeah. been moved about. For I understand, overseas cover, TV coverage, or whatever it is. I just find the whole thing a nonsense so but uh, anyway I'm not well,
1: the, no, but the, the fans I think this will probably be the first time that I'll say this but the fans were actually in agreement with you um, <laughs> yeah. over that point be good that, uh, you? <laughs> I've been working on that since <laughs> yeah. the last podcast um, and I think even like the, the police had sort of a, a little cheeky dig on Twitter didn't they about uh, taking the, the sky the, off their Christmas scar yeah that yeah. was it yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but as, as we always say it is what it is so it is Monday night um and you know, both teams go into the game going very well in the table. Very well, yeah. It's it's uh, it's
0: interesting. Forrest, um uh, we've just been looking at our stats there, have lost only three league games. Mm-hmm. One of those was their last game against Preston, so you know that's a really good record. Um uh, got a goal scorer in, in hot form mm-hmm. Lewis Graben scoring for fun at the moment. Um uh, and and there's a feeling that, that this Forest team is probably the best Derby face for maybe a number of seasons. Mm. And so that all adds up very nicely. Derby though, they're at home, you know, and uh, there's no reason why they shouldn't feel confident against any team uh, at home. Uh, it's going to be fascinating. I think an interesting point is, is what you mentioned there about it's Frank Lampard's first taste of this game. But the 11 I will put out there, which will be unchanged to, to the 11 that, that won at Wigan... If that's the case, I think six of them are going mm. to taste this fixture for the first time. And that that's a lot. And
1: in some ways, though, could could that help? Well, because can, they might not get caught up in the go, emotion. Yeah,
0: it can go two and, ways. Yeah. Very much, there, there could be no baggage with it. There mm. could be no, you know, kind of in depth feeling about what it's about. But on the flip side, you know, it could get caught up in it as mm. well, and that's where. I think you'll need your experienced heads in Carson, Keo, Huddleston, yeah. Bryson, uh, in, in that, I mean Bryce has played, I think I worked out 11 times against Forrest, I think it's probably more than any Derby player in, in, in the current side. Yeah. So I think having those players about before the game, in the build-ups of the game, during the game, in the moments in the game when things aren't quite going right and, and the heat's turned up and all that type of thing, they'll be important. Uh, so yeah, it, it, it's adding up really to, to what should be, hopefully, uh, a good game.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, Chris, it's obviously it's been a while since both were competing at the top end and, and sort of came head-to-head. Head. D- does that add an extra edge to it, do you think? Or is there always just going to be I that, think, that, that I edge? I think anyway? it does,
2: because because obviously in the past there's been times where they've met and the only thing they've really had to play for has been... pride and yeah. bragging rights yeah. and, and of course that is a big thing to, to everyone um, you know who lives around here and supports either either Derby or Forest but I think when you know if they're looking if they're both looking like genuine promotion mm. contenders which at the moment you'd have to say they do um, it's got to add a, it's got to add an extra dimension um, because if you know if Derby if Derby win this game they go six points ahead mm. of Forest going into that Christmas period which will give them a massive boost when you consider that before the last round of matches, Forest were actually above, or yep. ahead of Derby on goal difference. Um, so, uh, so there is that to contend with. But I, and I think you know I'm I'm trying desperately not to um, spout the cliche of form form goes out the window during these matches. <laughs> the East Midlands but, Derby We're play. <laughs> but but the fact that we have seen in recent years, you know, we've seen very out of form Forest sides yeah. beat Derby yeah, 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 and yeah. vice versa. Um, so, it will be very interesting when you 've got and I know Forrest lost last time out but but when you 've got two sides that should be relatively uh, mm-hmm. full of confidence going up against each other i think it I think it should be fascinating and to play devil 's advocate, I do agree with Steve about the whole rescheduling thing and I think it is it is unfair it is unfair on on supporters who who might yeah. have made plans um and and had their plans messed up but i think I think it should be uh you know under lights it should be a cracking atmosphere. Um, yeah, we don't often we don't see that too
1: often. So it'll be, do, colder. be colder, but it'll be colder. You've got a new coat though. Steve <laughs> got, got a new his, coat. Yeah, have his layers on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so but it will be colder. So, um... You sorted that. <laughs> but
2: yeah, no, I, I think it all it all shapes up to um, it, it's looking like a, a cracking game. So mm-hmm. so nil nil draw then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, have
1: either of you seen much of Forest this season? I oh, know, obviously, nobody's seen them live. No, but no. Have you, have uh, you seen anything uh, of them they been on the TV? You see on TV
0: and that type of thing. And obviously you read the stuff from, from our sister paper over there mm. in Nottingham and uh, yeah, quite clearly the player, I'm not surprised, listen, uh, Karanka is a good manager, mm. he knows this division, he's been successful in this division, that, that's, that's a big plus for them mm. uh, and I think when you've got someone scoring goals like Graham, you've always got a chance, we've seen that of course with Jack Marriott and Harry Wilson at the moment, Yeah, why well, you got someone like him Jack Marriott about and we saw it at Wigan you know where Derby they played played well first half but didn't second half but he's the man who popped up with a goal and he's done that even so often recently when you've got those types of players in your team you've always got a great chance you know always. you need to just create one yeah, opportunity always got a great chance. Yeah, yeah. and again it comes back to this clean sheet thing if if you can keep a clean sheet yeah. again you know you've got a great chance of winning the game because you've got these individuals like Grabbing like Marriott or Wilson uh, to, to pop up and get you that goal Uh so yeah, they're they're obviously quite clearly in 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 good shape. Mm. In good shape. Uh, whether it makes any difference on the night, mm. we we don't know because it will be about on the night, and that's what these games are about. Mm.
2: It's, it's interesting because um, you know we we as you say we speak to our, our counterparts over mm. in Nottingham about how things are getting on and and um, and. Um, Paul Taylor was very. It was good enough to do a piece for our for our website mm. about it, and um, of course, yes, he mentions gra- Graben as a key man, but also mentioned people like Joe, Joe Lolly, Lolly yeah. who you know sounds like he's in the form of his life, mm. and right. he, him, and um, Carvalho have have, uh, have got six assists each this season. And no one in the championship has has got more, mm. um, and so it's obviously th- 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 there's obviously goals in that team. Yes, and that's one of the things that Derby will have to look at. But of course, Derby will say, well, we've got our own attacking threat. Marriott absolutely, in, Marriott's absolutely. in great form. The likes of Wilson, Mount in there as well. Um, so yeah, as I say, they're the, uh, the, the clearly match.
0: a threat away from home mm. as well. That if you look at the results, we've got it down Let's here. They've got
2: five at Aston Villa. Five at Aston, at Aston at Villa. It, yes. as well. Yeah. But to score
0: five anywhere away from home, you know, means you've got a threat. And and yeah. I think they've lost one in ten mm. in the league mm. on the road. I mean, that that's that's impressive. You know, yeah. that that deserves uh, credit, and it's something Derby have got to be aware of because. Of course, Derby are at home. They'll be expected to, to come force out pace. Yeah, base. of course. Yeah. So, but in many ways, as Derby find themselves uh, when they're away from home, that invites you to be mm-hmm. able to stamp your authority on the game as well. So yeah. that's just something to be aware of.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was going to say, what do you think Derby would have to do in order to come out with three points from this game? But is it a case of keeping Graben and Lolly quiet on the night? and then you think if they do that then they'll be able to it's, it's, always a, it's always the same in any match
0: you've got to just get the balance right that's the key get the balance right uh, if, if you defend well enough keep your defensive shape even when you're with the ball that's important because that's what you find more in the modern game than, than I've known before mm. is that teams tend not to keep a defensive shape when they're in possession it just tends to get a bit loose, and that's why you see so many counterattacks now and mm. and, and get caught. Yeah, you know, it's like when you have a, a you've got a corner or a free kick. Mm. How many times do you see the opposition break, and you think, how can that happen? Well, Derby scored ha- directly from Brentford's yeah. corner. So I think it's important Derby keep the 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 defensive shape when they're in possession. Mm. Uh, and, and again, if you do that and you defend well enough you're then saying to your attacking players, your match winners, go and do what you mm. do. And then it's over to Jack Marriott and Wilson, uh, Tom Lawrence, who we might talk about in a minute, him as well.
1: Well, you can talk, um, you can talk about him. I haven't got him on the list, okay. but you can, talk, can talk about, about him.
0: I mean, you know, th- for me, this game's set up for Tom Lawrence. Now, that might sound a bit daft, because I think a number of fans probably wouldn't select him for this game because of the form he's in. Uh, he, but you,
1: but you say that because of the form he's in. But we're looking at the Wigan game. Okay, yes. he didn't have a good game. But yeah. Before that.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I said in in my match report for the Swansea game, I thought second half he was good. Uh,
2: he hasn't but, scored as many as he as he did no. earlier in the season. I mean, he scored that brilliant goal at West Brom. But that yes. aside, yeah, all but, of his goals yeah, came. Well, this is the thing
0: for me season, about Tom. It? He had a good second half against Swansea. So the obvious next step would be take that on Mm. into the Wigan game and his performance went backwards. So, but that's where he's at at the Mm. moment. He doesn't seem to be able to put that run of games together where he plays well. Uh, I think he's got ability. He's got far more ability and he's got far more ability to make a bigger impact on games than he's showing at the moment. Mm. That's why I would would keep him in Mm. and I can see he's more than capable in this type of game of doing something that that, that that makes an impact and I think that's why fans get frustrated because they know that yeah, it's in it there it is, yeah that, that's true now you know, maybe it, it's to do with Harry Wilson suddenly taking the limelight or Jack Marriott's taking the limelight or Mason Mount earlier in this season mm-hmm. maybe that's to do with it having said that Tom Lawrence was the man in the first few games of the season Yeah, uh, but he he just drifts a bit too much for me in games he then seems to get a bit, uh, a bit frustrated, and he does touchy things with with, with, with the opposition. He gives away daft fouls and, and gets involved in things he shouldn't get involved in, and it, this all takes away from from what he's good at. he's being a threat. Uh, if I was in charge, if I was the manager of him, I would say, look, you know, when you get the ball, be positive. Don't be, don't be cutting, and checking mm-hmm. this and all that. Be positive, because when he is positive, he's a threat. Mm-hmm. You know. When he gets the ball out of his feet, I keep saying this, yeah. hit it, hit it. Because that gets the crowd on the feet yeah, anyway. And running at defenders as well, they just, don't like, they don't just like, like it. Just yeah. it may be positive. Maybe it's a confidence thing, I don't know. I mean, I've not spoken to him enough to know whether that that's what it is. But he's got ability, the lad's got ability, and that's why I'd leave him in. You could easily bring in Waghorn on the right, or one of the wide players, and moves Wilson across, you could bring in Joseph, you could bring in yeah whatever. But for this game, I would I would keep him in and and say to him, look, you know, they'll be fearful of Tom Lawrence. Yeah, make no mistake yeah, yeah, about yeah. that. And that's why I'd say to him that you know these don't want to play against you, mm. but make sure you do you punish them. Mm. That's the key. And maybe you know, again, it feels to me like he's just one good moment away from yes. sparking yeah, yeah, into yeah, form. Yeah. To me.
1: Um, Christie said then about maybe a lack of confidence. I mean. Uh, I think you spoke to him after the Swansea game, Tom Lawrence. Yeah, Tom uh, Lawrence. Yes, yeah. did, did he seem to be lacking any confidence when you spoke well, no, to him? No, well,
2: this is the strange. This is a strange thing. I mean, we were talking to him after a, a win hmm. and a and a pretty good performance, and so there wasn't the question. The line of questioning wasn't, of course, you know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, wasn't anything particularly negative because we because because they'd, they'd won the game, and in hmm. fact, I mean, um, he was, you know, he was asked a lot about. Harry Wilson because Harry Wilson was the star of the show on that day, um, and um, so it was slightly unfair on Tom that he was he was having to field these questions about um, you know how how brilliant Harry Wilson has been obviously Welsh, Welsh yes. teammates yeah. and they were playing against a, a, a Welsh side, um, but you know he answered he answered all the questions and and, and yes absolutely give um, give Harry credit for for. Um, for um, a couple of brilliant strikes, mm. he did score both, didn't he? Yes, yeah. He yes, he did, yeah. yeah. Um, but he was making the point because people were saying, uh, you know, um, were saying, you know, this is this guy a, a Premier League player in the mm. making. Obviously, he's at a Premier League club, Harry Wilson. That is, um, and Tom Lawrence was saying, well, we, you know, absolutely, he's a Premier League player. But then made the point, you know, there are a lot of players in this team. Himself who can, included, yeah, yeah, yeah. who certainly believe they can they can go and play in the Premier League. So he's got. I think he's got that belief. Um, as Steve said, whether 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 his confidence kind of um, goes up and down. You know, to, very easily, mm. very quickly from one game to the next. Maybe that's something you have to try and manage. Because I say he, he wasn't he wasn't um, at his best at Wigan, but it's only one get it's only one game later, and that yeah. yes. and I agree yeah. with you, Steve. Yeah. In that in the, you could quite see him on Monday night coming up with some with something special, mm-hmm. and that's why you put him. That's why you put him in the team. Yeah, it, it, I think I think
0: the feeling of some fans, the, the reason why they're voicing uh, the frustration against Tom Lawrence and and his form, is because they believe he's got more mm. than that. If they didn't believe a player had more, they wouldn't be that frustrated. No, 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 and, no. and it's the same for me. You know, mm. I, I, I watch Tom Lawrence and, and, and sometimes when I mark him down in ratings in it's because I know there's something in there mm. that's better than, than what he's shown on that day. Mm. Uh, if, it was an, if it was a player who I knew couldn't do any more, mm. then that would be fine. But, but I, I believe Tom Lawrence has got a lot more in his locker and he's showing mm-hmm. at the moment. But as he showed in setting off against Swansea, it is in there.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, so I want to take a, a bit of a, a trip down your Derby and Forest memory lanes. Now, so just just three questions. That cliche, I've got another cliche there. Uh, what was? Memory lanes. Yeah. So yes. problem? <laughs> no, no, I haven't. I haven't well, it might be. I'm prepared for this? No. The it, it no <laughs> they're quite simple. <laughs> they're quite simple. <laughs> at my
0: age. Um, that so, memory lane's getting longer, mate.
1: Up first, <laughs> <laughs> first More of a motorway. Yeah,
0: it is a motorway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. it used to be a cul-de-sac, but now it's developed into a motorway.
1: That was good. I like that one. Um, <laughs> so, okay, first of all, let's have your best moments for a Derby Forest game.
0: Uh, it, it will be so easy to say the five nil. So I'll say fun Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. It, but it would be so easy to say that and it yeah. was a it was a a good moment, no yeah. doubt about that. Uh delighted for Bryce as well mm. uh, with his hat trick and all the historic uh, records and all that that went with that. Uh I I always I always go back to the uh, the FA Cup game for me, the replay at the City Ground uh, when Derby were 2 0 down. I think it I, uh, I'll be corrected no doubt but Uh, I think it was after about 14 minutes they were 2-0 I think they conceded in the first minute and then he conceded another quick one so 14 minutes gone away at City Ground 2-0 down to Forest. you can imagine what the place is like Uh, and Derby came back and won 3-2 I think Chris Commons scored the winner winner against his old club I mean that's dramatic yeah You know, night match as well under lights it had had everything Really.
2: was that their first win there for quite a while because they won won twice there they they
0: then went back I think a few weeks away and won won 3-1 in the league but I think Uh, that
2: was I seem to remember that was the first win for quite a few years so that was that's very
0: dramatic I mean the one against 10 men at Mm City Round the 2-1 again memorable Uh, but I just thought the FA Cup one to me Mm-hmm. It, it had just about everything because we were we were all kind of writing Derby off at 2-0 down 14 minutes gone I mean I'd been there a couple of years earlier when they got battered 5-2 five five two two, as yeah. well so you're yeah. expecting something like yeah. that so to come back well, it was great and uh, yeah. and then to go back again a few weeks later and win again both under Nigel Clough at the time uh, yeah that that was very memorable
2: I think the the um, the, the ten yeah winning the 10th yeah. I mean that that was Certainly, in terms of being unexpected, as I think that's the point that yeah. you were making from from the one you chose as well. I mean, I mean, I remember covering that game, and you know, big sort of um, you go away to your to your, your bitter rivals, and you know, within the first couple of minutes, you've conceded a penalty mm-hmm. and had your goalkeeper sent off. They've scored the penalty, and you just think this is going to be a, a really nightmare. long, yeah. a really long afternoon. Um, and and you know i mean i'm naturally i'm quite pessimistic and i was probably thinking damage limitation mm. try not to lose 5-0 basically don't get embarrassed mm. and and it was just a very it was a really sort of surreal occasion mm. really because you expected Forrest to sort of be all over them and then just very gradually very gradually derby just sort of got mm. got back to their feet you know got yeah. back on track and then the equaliser was was out of nothing really. Jamie Ward kind of came in from a ridiculous angle yeah. and just kind of slipped it in at the near post. And I mean, from Forrest's point of view, it was a shock. It was shocking to concede that yeah, really. Yeah. Um. But let's <laughs> we will work, we won't worry about that. And then I say it was. You know, then you think, blimey, one all. Can they kind of hang on mm. and get a point? And then the win. I mean, the winner. You couldn't have. You couldn't have written it. Really. It was. It was Jeff's. Jeff Hendrick's first goal for Darby, yeah. wasn't it? Was he yeah. nineteen or something like that? Um it was a great finish yeah. outside in the front box, of isn't it? Yeah. in front yeah. of yeah. the away fans who yeah. just went absolutely yeah. berserk. Um and I think Jeff missed a sitter moments earlier, hadn't I tend he? Tend to remind him about that, yeah. And I mean that but I mean that showed great character because yeah. he because he really yeah. should have scored. And then a much harder chance comes to him, it and he's away. just stroked it in. Yeah. And I mean that was, and, and and that's the reason that Derby fans still kind of sing about that now, don't they? Mm. Um, and then of course you mentioned the five, the five nil was was memorable as well for different for different reasons. I mean they just absolutely took them apart. The, the, the,
0: the reason I, I I don't go for the five nils, I mean Derby were in poor form at the time, by the way, going into that game. But Forrest on the day was so bad. Mm. You know, Derby played well, but for I remember writing, I think, about Forest midfield. It looked like they were running in treacle. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, Hendrick and Bryson just mm. ran the legs off from George Thorne. That's the game mm-hmm. he came into. Mm. That was actually his debut. debut. His debut, yeah. yeah. Uh, he ra- just was suspended. Yeah, he oh, was, yeah. yeah. John yeah. Eustace had been playing really well. Yeah. And, and George came in and, 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 and orchestrated the whole thing but but Bryce and Henry just ran the legs off mm. Forest midfield. I mean they just couldn't cope with them at all and and and, and Forrest just just folded away. It was uh, they 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 were really poor
1: on the day. Okay, um so from best now I want your worst moment. Uh, for mine for uh, for for
0: personal reasons because I know him so well is it's the Sean Barker incident when he got seriously injured. That was uh it was a strange night. Uh, really, really uh, sad. Uh, again, because I know Sean. I, I did a, a weekly column for 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 a few years. Uh, to see him go down, just a freak, freak accident as well. And there's quite clearly a lot of concern. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you know, and it was great because because Derby <laughs> won it in stoppage time. I think Jake Buxton, who's a yeah. great lad as well. No, I know Jake well, and I was delighted for him. But the whole. The whole win, mm. even as dramatic as it was in stoppage time, kind of those it it lost its edge really. Mm. And um, I think the first thing Nigel Cliff, one of the things he said afterwards was, you know, he, he would swap the three points and the win to have Sean Barker fit. And I think at the time he, he sensed quite, quite clearly how serious the injury mm. was, and of course, as we know, it kept Sean out for mm. such a, such a long time. Mm. So,
2: oh yeah, I think that one. Uh, yeah, it's uh, that was a difficult night. Yeah, I think. I was going to say. I mean, I was going to say exactly the same because I think when something like that happens, it's kind of overshadowed. Oh, sort of, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, you mentioned yeah, sure. that you know the losing five two at the City Ground. Yeah, that's a, yeah from a footballing point yeah. of view, that was that was a bad a bad night. but yeah. when you know when you get a really bad injury like that. Um, that kind of overshadows everything I still else, remember
0: the that. picture of Tuddy you know um, well, I was gonna say Tuddy, yeah yeah kind of knelt down with Sean kind of waving yeah. Yeah. And, to mm-hmm. the, and he obviously know, knew he obviously knew how, how, how serious was, that was yeah. and uh, it's never nice when you see I no. you say we, we've seen defeats and defeats can happen I remember uh, going to the city ground under John Gregory and getting an absolutely walloped 3 nil. it could have been about six or seven mm-hmm. uh, Forrest were far better that day in the 5-2 as, as Chris mentioned but I think when you look back at the whole game as such, that that uh, such an injury, mm. you know, it's such a bad injury as well. As as we learned later, like, and so I think, I mean,
2: I think we knew at the time that it was bad, yeah, but we but probably didn't yeah, know how just bad, how bad yeah. it was at the time.
1: No. Okay, um what was your first moment, first memory of Derby v Forest? Oh, that's a tester, mate. I thought for you it'd be going back a while, but. <laughs> uh, I know which one mine was actually okay. so shall I go first yeah you can go first because it was
2: actually it was that John Gregory game that you mentioned um, that was my first game covering um, covering a game I should I should uh, I should point out at this point that I am not from Derby originally or Nottingham <laughs> so I came in as sort of an, as an outsider so I hadn't gone to see the game mm-hmm. as a fan um, so my first experience was was covering it for mm-hmm. for um, it would, not for the Derby Telegraph for the Burton Mail actually um, and yeah, on um, it, at the time, Forest just had a better side than Derby, as much as a, um, people won't like uh, to, to hear it. it. And I think it was it three was it three nil three nil yeah. And it it yeah. was it was men against boys yeah. really. And I I, I remember, um, I think the Derby fans kind of stayed in stayed in the ground afterwards, and they were not particularly happy no. uh, with with uh, with things in general mm. were they yeah um but so yeah, there that was, that was probably my first one i think yeah still i mean clock back yeah yeah. It's, yours come to your... oh. so, yeah it's so
0: difficult i mean what what's what's a bit strange is of course that when when i first came to the telegraph all those years ago uh back in 1985 it was i mean they weren't meeting each other too often then because different forest regions. sure forest yeah, were, yeah. you know in, in a top division mm-hmm. uh so I remember games as such, but I was at that time I was number two on Rams to, to Gerald Mortimer at the time, so he was more involved in it than I was. But I do remember games, but but you know, far as I say, I had a good side then. Mm. You know, they were di- they were difficult to beat, but certainly of, of 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 the time since I've been chief football writer, then that that three nil one, as Chris says, that that stands out because. In fact, it was John Gregory's last game in charge of Derby because was, yeah, yeah uh, he he was suspended I think for the following game and and then uh, then lost his job. Uh, so that was that was a, a very strange night all round. Mm. Uh, the five two one was 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 a difficult night just after Christmas as well. That was uh, so that, that was a difficult night. Mm. Uh, seeing Robert Earnshaw pop up and score a winner. Uh, against Derby here when he yeah. played for Derby and not done an awful lot for Derby, uh, despite the fact it being a big signing for us, was strange as well. Uh, but yeah, I think. And this is the beauty of it: you never quite. We were talking about all sorts of different incidents and things like that. Never mind the controversies. We haven't even, we
2: haven't even mentioned the coffee cup. The oh, yes. coffee cup. <laughs> yeah. Again, <laughs>
0: things like that out of nothing. Yeah. This is what happens in in these types mm. of games, and we've recently seen a, a big derby game. On Merseyside, decided in the ninety-six minute
1: by one of the... Had to sort of bring something up somehow. Yeah. Didn't but, but that's <laughs> what happens, isn't
0: it? You know, it's just a bizarre incident mm. you, you do get you these stories. You do get stories. Yeah, stories, yeah well, controversies, controversies. So, but they're heightened, aren't they? Because oh, of the the occasion, sure, massively. And you know, we've we've had all them, haven't we? Tyson flag waving, savage scarf twirling, mm-hmm. uh, set Manage, twos on... managers fighting, managers yes. on the yeah. touchline, line. Yeah. Uh, so, who knows what Monday will bring? Mm. Who knows what Monday will
1: bring? Absolutely. Now, Steve, earlier this week, you asked a question on the sports desk about the last meeting at Pride Park between... Oh, I thought you were going to talk about our favourite chocolate. Derby County. What is you your favourite chocolate, then?
2: No more, well, I, no more product placement. Th- product
0: I don't get any sense of me. I keep mentioning them. But I, don't, <laughs> I don't get any freebies sent. Anyway.
1: I'm not mentioning them. Well, okay, so you asked a question on the sports desk earlier this week about the last meeting between Derby and Forest at Pride Park. And you were saying about the there were probably three or four players likely yes. to start. So, I'm going to ask you the same question, but from the last meeting between the two. So, at the City ground. Right. 0-0 in March. Remember that? No. Can't remember
2: <laughs> It's still. One of the less uh, memorable <laughs> ones. Um, the so, keeper made a ridiculous save, didn't he, from Tom Lawrence? yeah, with his legs. Because
1: right. he, there's that picture from behind so the goal. So, it was a thriller. legs stretched down. Tom Huddleston, Huddleston, should have won. Tom Huddleston yeah. got sent off. Right. So, there were four players in that starting eleven who you would say are likely to start. start I'm trying to look at my pad I as have. well. <laughs> four players in that eleven who were you would say are likely to start yeah. on Monday. Who are those four players? Well, Tom would be one. Yep. Yeah. Carson. Yep. Kea. Yeah. Kia. yeah. Long,
0: Lawrence or was he a sub... Oh, I don't know. Is it
1: Lawrence? Correct. I thought when you said Tom, I thought that's the Tom. No. I thought you meant Tom Lawrence. Well, it covers both. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. yeah, Right. Okay. So um, that's the four. Well, that one. very difficult, difficult, was it? I How long, long did it take <laughs> to think of that <laughs> question? Fairly straightforward. Right, Who are the other seven? Oh, well, he, he's good at this, isn't he? <laughs> I don't <laughs> know why. Wisdom. He's good. Is
2: he? Yeah. Wisdom. Forsyth. Alst- yeah. Yeah. Not Alst- Davis. Davis. Yeah.
1: Davis. Uh, Johnson, yeah. Nugent, yeah. many's that? You got two more to get. Johnny Russell, no, no. Oh. He'd uh, he'd headed off to America by that. Oh, had he What
2: time? What what? what date this was March. Oh right, by the way, yeah. So it wasn't that long ago. Um, what are we looking for? A midfielder. Do we need a another so winger? far? We need another winger. Don't so me? far
1: from the side, you've got Carson Forsyth. Davis Keough well, people screaming at this podcast I know right? they will be going saying I know who I can't yeah. believe that you have what mentioned... they do with podcasts, Do they scream at them like is it tell or... it Chris so, listens yeah. to quite a lot of podcasts don't he yeah i listen to a few don't <laughs> listen to this one <laughs> <laughs> <And the> rubbish
2: <laughs> so far you've got
1: Carson Forsyth Davis Keo, Wisdom Johnson Huddleston Lawrence and Nugent so we've got a couple of forward players that we need don't we Vidra no Ooh. remember because he was Left out of quite a few of the back end right, of the season okay. uh, route. So, um, my phone's going here. Yeah. I thought it was the answer. But no. <laughs> it's not live, unfortunately, <laughs>
0: I don't know, Johnny. Go on, put me out of my misery. Sure. Yeah.
2: yeah go on, because this is, this isn't great uh, and, yeah. listening, is it? Vyman. <laughs> and and environment.
1: Yeah. And the one who I didn't think you'd get catchy Anya. Because Anya he started because he came, he came in and had that little run in the side didn't he
2: well that's how he finished that season in the side i tell you what I do rem, I've just remembered about that game I think Bogle was on the bench
1: wasn't he that was the first, first time, first time yeah, he that was he'd on been the bench. in the senior yeah. Yeah. side yeah. ok um, so to the present day then who do you think are going to be the key players on Monday where's the battle going to be won and lost Uh
0: I I You've think mentioned a few, you? Yeah, we have mentioned a few, yeah. Uh these games are always fast and furious as we know, so mm-hmm. so what there seems to be a lot of uh, running around in the middle of the pitch type of thing until the the game settles down. So you know, I'd like to see Tom Huddleston get on the ball if, if possible. Mm-hmm. I think that helps Derby massively. Uh Mason Mount could give Forrest problems from his position, I can see that uh and I think he's just easing seems to be easing his way back mm-hmm. i mean that that ankle injury does seem to have set him back a little bit uh so I can see his cleverness in 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 popping up in these kind of pockets of space given for his problems uh i think uh, Marriott, uh his his appetite and his and his movement in in being a menace to the two centre backs, I think, will be important also. But again, it's like I say, you know, I think as long as Derby must keep must keep a defensive discipline when not in possession, because what you the last thing you want is 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 play breaking down and Forrest being able to spring and and and
2: punish it without the ball. I'm going to so get. Go well, I'm going to. I'm going to i'm going to slightly agree with what Steve was saying and I'm go with Mason Mount because I think there's a been a lot of talk about you know has is it has he become a marked man of people mm. kind of figured him out a little bit um because he after he sort of burst on the scene, but as Steve pointed out that, you know his injury kind of set him back a little bit, mm. and I think he's he has been playing okay absolutely mm, he yeah. just hasn't been. You know, winning matches single-handedly and things like that. So I'm wondering whether maybe people might just have stopped talking about him quite so much sure. and looking at people like Harry, Harry Wilson, Wilson yeah. looking at people like Jack Marriott, and yeah. maybe this is a game where where Mason kind of really, uh, really comes to the fore. due it a goal, what or, can do. I yeah. think he is. Yeah, he's due a goal. Yeah,
0: because yeah. yeah. he he set off really well this season. Yeah, I think that was a bit of a surprise element about him. Yeah, uh, you know, listen, it, it, at this level, uh, all levels of football. New players come onto the scene, and, and they, they can catch people by mm. surprise, and and you know Mason Mount was relatively unknown in in the championship. He had you know well, he hadn't played in he hadn't a played TV at game all. In England. He'd been to no. No, he'd been to Holland, mm. and, and and clubs would have been aware of him as a young player developing at Chelsea. But but players on the pitch wouldn't have been aware of him, and mm. I think that helped him. Mm. Uh, his next challenge now is to break away from that attention. You because know, because if you if you were setting your team up to play against Derby tomorrow, you would mention Mason now. You would mention Jack Marriott and Harry Wilson. That, that's what happens. So they do their homework, uh, and and so now it's it, it's down to Mason just to show that he can he can actually kick on again yeah. from this closer attention that he's probably receiving, and uh, he's more than capable of doing that because he still has this cleverness and, and awareness to to. to out these spaces, which which are quite you know really cute, and if you can if you can get him on the ball in those spaces, he can cause some damage. Mm. As I say, it'll be the same for Forest. They'll be saying thinking the same. They'll be thinking, yeah, let's yeah. keep it tight, you know, uh, and make sure that we don't leave ourselves vulnerable. Because that's still a slight issue with Derby. I still feel they a bit vulnerable out of possession, and and even though second half at Wigan, everyone dug in to go to get the clean sheet. You know, the the likes of Tom Lawrence and Harry Wilson, uh, not Jack Marriott because he works his socks off, I think, without the ball. But Tom Lawrence, Harry Wilson, they've got to be aware that, that the responsibility for a clean sheet starts from them. Mm. You know, Jack Marriott and them too. Jack, I think, does his bit because he, he he constantly trying to chase down. But it's important that, that that those two also are aware that they've got a job to do in in order to help Derby keep a clean sheet, and that's what happened. Uh, Wigan that, and they've got to say they have just got to be careful with this game not to get carried away too much pushing for it and get caught
1: OK, finally then let's uh, let's have a prediction from you both please I, I,
0: I've I've already said somewhere I think 2-1 derby I was torn between 2-0 and 2-1 to be honest, a lot of people I've seen are going round 2 two twos three twos <laughs> that type of thing I hope we're right and I hope it's not a nil-nil that's what I hope because cause that can often happen when we're all thinking yeah. you know, there's going to be goals, goals and we've yeah, got yeah, yeah. Louis Graber, and, and we've got Marriott and we've got these Wilson and these and but uh, I've gone with 2-1, so I'll, I'll stick with it. I mean, 2-1's a bit of a, a get-out, really, in Championship terms, because there's a lot of tight
2: games. Mm. Does that yeah. mean I can't go for 2-1? <laughs> no, it means, it, it means you can agree with yeah. me. If, yeah. if you
1: think 2-1, then yeah, it, say 2-1. Well, what, yeah.
2: what I was going to say is, uh, there, we haven't seen too many nil-nils. I don't think there's that many nil-nils in the Championship no. No. in general. Derby haven't drawn many games, though Forrest mm-hmm. have drawn a few. Um, so would suggest I, I. It would suggest that there will be goals. Uh, maybe I will say one one. Just because I think I'd like to see Derby win absolutely. Yes. But I think Forest, as as we've talked about, I think they're in, in decent nick. They they seem to be good away from home, and actually, and they say they have drawn quite a few mm. games. So I think maybe they'll come here thinking we can take a point then, uh, the, the, then you know defensively
0: they're tight as well so I'll go, one, I'll go one one you know, so they, they don't give many goals away again that's that's Karanka again mm. if you remember his middles beside mm. yeah but, they're but very the, aggressive but I with think. this team where his middles were resolute and could could nick the game mm. uh, with a goal it seems mm. that his team are, are resolute but seem to have more goals yeah. which you know yes. so so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's they're, they're usually cagey aren't? they're usually quite tight mm. Um, except for when you score after 24 seconds but. <laughs> well yeah <laughs> uh, that would be kind of, quite a start it? To, to be fair I think what's interesting about this game though is for both for both sides I know it's this thing about bragging rights and, and positioning the table but I think it will really give one of them a lift if they can win this game mm. because you know you look at Derby's fixtures coming up you know, after Bristol City at home mm. they've got some really tough games you know and, and to go in with a, with a win against Forest to go into games like Sheffield United, uh, Middlesbrough, and Middlesbrough, 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 Middlesbrough. Norwich and Leeds, yeah. which is the four games after mm. Bristol City, that that's a tough run, mm. and and you know you you want to be going into that type of run on on, on a high if you can. And but Forrest will be
1: thinking exactly the same. Okay, lovely stuff. Anything that uh, anything else you chaps wanted to add before we sign off? This is normally where you make some sort of. Smart joke or funny no, it's good comment? To see you back
2: no? <laughs> Have we not banged on for long enough? Yeah, oh,
1: no. probably. No. <laughs> no, nothing else. Now good. Steve, Chris, absolute pleasure. Let's not leave it so long next time. It's been uh, been good fun, and uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully Derby can get three points on Monday night. Uh, thanks to all the listeners. Uh, in the meantime, you can obviously follow everything that we do on social media on Twitter at DCFC underscore live. We're on Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash Derby County Live. Uh, And you can keep up to date with all the latest Rams news and views on our website, www.dibyshirelive.co.uk. The app is on both Apple and Android, and our podcast is on Acast and iTunes. Just search for It's Black and White. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again.